So we're about to launch our, our community membership app. And I'm curious if, if any of the rules change when there's a launch, especially for a membership. And uh, I don't know, is, is there things that we should be thinking about differently as opposed to, I, I guess I just don't yeah. know how to structure these partnerships as we approach our 100 list saying, hey, we're about to launch. Do you want to be a part of it? Don't really know how to invite them in. Sure. So your email list is at 100? Our email list is about 1,000. Okay. And you validated the membership site. Have you ever sold it before at all? Nope. So that's happening this week. Have you validated the membership site itself? Like made sure people actually want the thing you're creating? Um, We've had many people ask for it as uh, essentially we rolled out our first two programs this year. Um, We'd love to have this in app form. And we said, well, how much would you be willing to pay per month to do this? So we've gotten some numbers back from people and have priced it according to that. The other two programs you've launched, what have the numbers been from them? Uh, First one was 32 people that went through it. At what price point? That was at a $147 price point. And the second program we had, 10 people go through it, didn't do near as much advertising as the first one. And that was a $297 price point. And the thing you're launching now is an app that does what exactly? So essentially, all of our programs will be inside the app. It also has live streams. It has a community wall where people can inter- uh, engage and interact. Um, so we'll have um, community liaisons bringing information in. And then we'll have live Q&A. So r- really similar to what we do here, right? But add the programs and the live wall to all of that. all combined into an app. Can I give you an answer you don't want to hear? Sure. I don't think this is a paid product. This feels like an extension of what you already have. I think with the volume you're at right now, the email list size you're at right now, you do not need or won't, and it's not helpful to have three different paid products. One product is hard enough. Three of them is, especially at this stage, it's going to cause you more problems than having one flagship product and one membership site that brings in 50 bucks a month and you have a thousand people in it is much easier the product's going to be better than having three different membership sites that are all in different pricing plans. You're having to launch at different times and there's no reason you need to have three unless, yeah, there's no practical reason for helping people or money. The only variable would be, do y'all want to do three, but the other two far outweigh that. Um, so I would say for me, like if you're just taking the membership site and you just have the app, which I assume is a mobile app or is it a web app or what? It's a mobile app. Yeah. So essentially the, the idea was, uh, but like if I'm, I'm involved in mix, like I, I've signed up for Mixer G for years because I like Andrew and I like the content, and whatnot. They have an app, and I don't pay extra for the app. I, it's just a content delivery mechanism because he's, there's a podcast and he gates all the stuff after seven or ten episodes. So all the past, and he has course and premium content that only only get there. But I can get it on the web. I can get it there. Um, it'd be like Facebook charging me a dollar a month to use the mobile version. I'm like, well, that's kind of weird. I have a Facebook account. Why do I need a mobile version to pay for? Um, so I would kind of question a little bit, do people want it? Yes. I feel like that's just a thing that's just a part of their membership, not like an extra thing I have to pay for them. I get the same thing, but I have to pay for it on mobile. That, that feels a little weird to me, but maybe I'm missing something. Am I missing something in that? Well, maybe I didn't describe it well. Um, okay. Ultimately, you know, helping people try and treat the root disease of, of their uh, root cause of their diseases, uh, you know, people aren't necessarily talking about that on massive scales on, on public Instagram. And so our thought was this would be an inner circle community for the people that are motivated and they're aware of disease that they have. They're looking for the programs they want access to. My wife, who's a nurse practitioner in the space, 
and um, have it all in one place instead of, well, you can take our programs on our website and you go over here to this thing and then you have this Zoom call over here once a month. It's just, it's all there in the app for the inner circle and, you know, 29 bucks a month. So the idea was- And that's so, on top of what they're paying for another membership thing? No, sorry, this is for the app. So they, okay. they go to buy, if say there was an evergreen promotion where they come to the, the website, they see the program for 127, they hit buy, and then there's a pop-up that says, hey, would you rather join our membership community for 29 bucks a month? And, and you know, there's going to be some people who end up going into the app just for the one month. They get the program for $29, but then there's others who are going to see the community, the value, and hopefully stay. And, and the point being recurring revenue. So um, does, that, does that make more sense? It does. Um, so first step of your roadmap is picking one product to focus on. Right. And we're not doing that. So if you're asking my advice, which you are and how I would do things, I wouldn't do it in this order. I think, could you, will you sell 20 copies of it? Probably so. Uh, is that going to be a long-term sustaining business that hits your number one goal? No, like you're not like we've ignored step one of picking one thing. We've now launched a third thing and we haven't validated it at all to know how to talk about it, price it, think about it, any of that stuff. We're kind of jumping to, I got an idea, let's go build it. And you know, you can do some one-off sales with that, but you're not going to build a sustainable thing over time with that. So what I would recommend is to pause, go back to step one of the roadmap and actually work through what we agreed to together and work through it in order. That's going to take a little more time, but it's going to lay a foundation so that you launch a thing. You know, it's the right thing. People buy it. The product suite actually makes sense together. You're not just kind of randomly picking products and launching them. That's the route I would go. That's the route we've suggested to go. So I go back to step one of the roadmap. Let's work through that together to accomplish it. But I think launching another thing, like, I mean, if you want to go and launch it, launch it, but that's kind of off track of what I would do, or I think what will actually bring you long-term success or even short-term success, honestly. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Um, yeah. I guess my question would be, is, is it okay to change our one focus to be this, this app instead of just... Yeah, but if, again, if you're asking my opinion, I, you don't just pick it. You don't get to pick. I mean, this sounds really weird to say out loud, but you don't get to pick what your main product is. It's not your your sole decision. Okay. If you pick your sole focus of product and you just run straight ahead with it, that's like one of the worst possible decisions, decision, business decisions you can make. Like you pick a starting point, you pick a vision of what you would like it, and then you better listen to customers, identify their number one problem, build the best thing that's ever existed for them. Then the product takes a life, takes on a life of its own. There has to be an intersection of three things. What you're interested in, you have to be interested in, you have to be excited about it. You have to genuinely be able to help people with it. And you have to be able to make money off of it. But if you just take, I'm excited about this, I'm building this and running for the hills. That's this, like, you will see success stories like that because they accidentally got a bunch of stuff right. But if you want to intentionally build a business that's going to succeed long-term, you have to talk to customers. You have to see what their pain point is. You have to let their, their input guide the product as well. Um, and, they said they wanted it. That's like one one hundredth of what you need. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of other stuff there. Just because someone told you they wanted a thing doesn't mean, literally means nothing. It's actually some of the worst possible feedback you could get. Uh, if you go through our validation method, there's a book called The Mom Test, which I uh, recommend you pick up and read this weekend. It's really short, really good. Uh, it'll blow your mind on how you're thinking about product right now and how you need to think about it. And it will align you for getting ready to go about picking a focus, validating it, and then launching it correctly. But almost every failed launch I've ever seen, they've skipped all the steps you're skipping right now. Okay. There are some that work despite that, but it's completely on accident. Okay.
uh, and it's completely not repeatable. Um, so your vision is important. Like that's one of the things, there's three roles of a CEO. Don't run out of money, get the right people on the team and keep a clear vision. But that vision better be guided by what people need. And the only way you can know that is by in-depth discovery conversations with them and you, and just spending months and years just talking to them and getting to know them. Even me, after six years of this with a lot of the same people over and over and over again, like there's stuff I learn every day that informs product decisions. So it isn't like a lot of the way people think about entrepreneurship, they have a great idea. They talk to people about it. And when they find out no one's ever done it before, they think it's a good idea. It's actually the exact opposite. <laughs> And then they go build it and then they try to find random people to buy it. Like that's the business model almost never works. Sure. The best way to go about it is build an audience, listen to them, talk to them, validate they want the thing and then go build it and then launch it to an audience of people that you know for sure because they've actually paid you money already and they've given you feedback and you use that feedback to improve the product and then you build that product. That's a product that started as your idea, but now it's like a child. I mean, you can try to tell your kid what his career could be or her career could be, but I mean, good luck with that. <laughs> and maybe one out of 10 kids will listen because they have the personality or maybe you just guessed right. And that's the thing they actually need to do. But if you try to force it like that, like you're a, you're like a, a steward of your product idea and a steward of your business. You're not like the, the sole decision maker of it at all. Yeah. This is great to hear. This is Yeah. So just kind of reframing how you think about product. And that's why we're doing pick one, focus, validate, then launch, because that'll get you to the right path. And that's why we spent a good bit of time with Sam in the beginning talking about that as well. I want to start a country program. How do you do it? Those aren't really the right questions to ask yet. Those are good detailed questions when you get into structurally how his coaching program is going to work once he's gone through all of that. But if you try to start there, you build stuff that people don't want. That even that even is a weird way to think about it because it's really, what's the product that Blake could sell? How do you talk about it? How do you position it? How do you price it? How do you message it? And then how does that overlap with what your audience actually wants? So that's, that's a thing that's really, really hard to guess. Uh, and it's really hard to get right if seven people have told you I want that, especially once you read the mom test, you'll probably see ways you can ask some questions better. Uh, so I would give you a couple of assignments. Number one, go read the mom test over the next three or four days. Just sit on the toilet for 10 hours and read it. It's not even a tower book. It's probably a three hour book max. I don't think there's an audio version or I would have bought it by now. That's a book I read probably twice a year now. Um, it's just so good. And then go back to step one in your roadmap. Let's work through that in order. Okay. Is that helpful? Yep. Very helpful. Thanks, Brian. No problem at all.